You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Something that's grown to be an epidemic on the internet and in life is the assert what you want to believe as truth phenomena. And, you know, it starts with lying like people like Trump. It starts with the people who concoct the lies um, so that they are in some sort of limited position of power, which is what I'm referring to Trump as, a limited position of power. Even though he's the president of the United States, uh, anyone with common sense knows he's, he's a scumbag and a liar, so he's really diminished his power, really, by being so obviously disgusting and immoral and dishonest and everything else. So I think he's limited his power. That's the good news. Uh, but of course, as president, he has power still, and he uses it in, in lots of corrupt and evil ways that he should be arrested for. But um, the society listens to him, even though he's in a limited position of power because he's a buffoon who should be really just, I don't want to talk about Trump anymore. It's just, I get so fired up. But, you know, his idiot people listen to the lies he says, and that's enough of a, a source, I guess. But that's the problem is they, they find these people in limited positions of power, usually on the internet, who blurt some false story or make up a lie intentionally, like Trump did about Obama, you know, not, not being born in America. They want to create some way to challenge his presidency, to challenge whatever they don't believe in, they don't like, because they're racist, dark, evil hearts, they're hateful, nasty, fucking, should-be-executed people out there who just think such awful, awful things about other people all the time and just can't just enjoy their lives and live and accept, you know, whatever. They don't have to agree with it, but why do they have to hate it so much? But anyway... Those hateful people get in these limited positions of power and create lies because they just are so full of hate. So they make up completely weird stories, conspiracy theories, etc. Like now, um, the scumbag in charge in his limited, weak, pathetic position of so-called power with orange hair is creating Obamagate, Obamagate and the crimes. And it's just, what? I mean, obviously, if there was really some nefarious activities going on and, and and the people believe the FBI framed Flynn and it's all ridiculous and and he's just making it up now because he's in the middle of a deadly virus that he's really helped foster we're the leading killer we are a third of the deaths have happened in our country a third of the cases in the whole fucking world because of the ineptitude of him and his government and you know all these people are dying and, um, you know, he's going to lose the election because of it. And he can't stand that. And even his great economy that he didn't do anything to create is collapsing and so forth. So everybody's unemployed. The whole thing's collapsing. And, and so, of course, that's what the Democrats want. We're making it happen. We're willing it, which is total horseshit. And again, evil, the evil inside people's hearts to even think those thoughts. But... You know, since everything's collapsing, he's going to lose the election. So he's pulling some weird thing out of his ass, Obamagate, and he's making up lies about the president. And and people believe these things, and they believe the FBI is some trumped-up Democratic agency. And I don't know. They just believe all these paranoid things. It's amazing. They never even trace through the logic of their, their of their 
theories to see how idiotic they are because most of these people can't trace thoughts. And nobody reads these limited position of power. People blurt things out. And these people that believe in the conspiracy theories and push their hate, you know, don't read, don't look into things, just like to believe what they already want to believe. And this is the culture we're in. I'll give you an example. There's an article that came out today in the Washington Post. Um, there's this total boob uh, chiropractor uh, named uh, Eric Berg, who I used to watch and like, who talks about the ketogenic diet. He has all these YouTube videos. And he, uh, when Trump was pushing hydroxychloroquine as the solution to the virus because of his political connections and money connections and because he's Satan, this boob from Wisconsin, this Eric Berg uh, quack, uh, was pushing it as well. And all of his uh, hypnotized followers who think he's great and call him doctor, doctor. Thank you, doctor. He's a chiropractor. He's not a medical doctor. Um, you know, he's a nutritionist. I mean, and he doesn't say that enough. He doesn't push at all. He wants people to believe he's a doctor because he's a mentally ill person, Dr. Berg. I've seen him enough now to realize he's mentally ill, you know. And so the people all worship him. And he actually put up this video pushing hydroxychloroquine. In the middle, he, he edited in Giuliani talking to this quack, this other quack, crazy real doctor who was trying it on people. But Giuliani was pushing it, and, and then you knew, right there, you knew what I always suspected, which is he's a Trumper, this Eric Berg, this Eric Berg quack chiropractor. So um, I just, I had been following him, and I liked his videos on keto and stuff, but I always thought, you know, he strikes me as a little weird and cold, and there's something in his eyes, and there's something like that. And then, you know, that was enough right there. Now I realize he's insane. He's mentally ill. And I just stopped following him. And I, I kept up, I left a couple of comments in the uh, video thread. And some people agree with me. And they said, like, well, you lost me at Giuliani and stuff. But um, I just couldn't believe that he was pushing, <clears throat> pushing a drug that has not been tested yet. I mean, all you had to do was hear Fauci the very day that Trump first pushed hydroxychloroquine come out and step up to the microphone right after Trump and say there's some anecdotal evidence that shows it might be successful in this and that, but, but far, we're far from it being proven or in the test and trials haven't met the scientific standard yet for this to be recommended. It can be suggest, you know. So the point is, and it never has been, and in fact, the Food and Drug Administration then just a couple weeks later had to come out with warnings about some risks and problems they were having. Well, now the evidence is continuing to mount. And there's an article in today's Washington Post uh, that says... Uh, that shows that the mounting evidence, uh, actually, here's the quote that the woman reporter uh, who wrote the article posted on Twitter says, what the hell do you have to lose, Trump demanded, as he pitched hydroxychloroquine to treat coronavirus, and he did, that's what he said, you know. Try it, try it, you like it, you might like it, what do you have to lose, you know, <laughs> like a weirdo. And she said, mounting evidence shows that for many, the answer is their lives. And, you know, if you read the article, it's got very impressive uh, studies and evidence that's, that is mounting, showing that it's uh, actually uh, causing too many problems in these patients that are that's leading to their deaths. So it's not, not becoming helpful. So uh, uh, there's some, a couple of dummies, and I looked at their profiles, a couple of the Trump uh, 
uh, reporters, uh, I mean, I mean the Trump followers and the blind uh, blurb following uh, assertion driven fools that I that I'm making this podcast about. One of one of them wrote, "You clueless fool!" And he's writing this, uh, you know, this this article. It was written by a reporter and researched and quoted there. If you read the article, if you actually read it, there's a lot of uh, information in there and people and scientists that are being talked to and doctors and, and they're, so it's a good article. It's, it's how you write. You vet and you report and you talk to others who know more than you. But this fool knows when he calls this, this writer a fool. He says, you coolest, clueless fool. There is tons of data, both published and from individual physicians that, that, that they are getting excellent results. My God, how dumb can you be? <laughs> and I just noticed a woman underneath this person tweeted at that person, please post the research. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And he won't post the research. But this is what I'm talking about. It just flagged for me the tremendous concern that we all should have in our culture with this reckless, uh, out of control urge that seems to be rampant in our culture and our in certain people in our culture to assert as fact and to assert with passion. And, I, and, and the more offensive you are in the manner than which you assert it apparently gives it more of a uh, you know, an auspice of truth and validity to it. So I guess they, these people think that that they call others names and and just become all antagonistic with their attitude that that'll somehow, you'll believe them. You'll be intimidated. It's bullying with lies is what it is. It's people deciding to take a lie and just ram it down your throat as a means of making it true. But if you actually slow these people down and ask them to cite where they're getting this, they act affronted as if, what do you mean, where am I getting it? From my mouth, from my brain, just like Trump says. I got it right here. He points up at his head. This is the source. This is the source of the genius of the brilliance right up here, you know? <laughs> and this is the way these people are. It's funny. Every time he does that, this is those people. And anyone who points at their head and says that, you know you're talking to a moron. Because, look, I'm, I'm the first one who believes that brilliant ideas and great creative thought, they come from within us. And we all, each of us, have within us the, the, at least the ability, if we try hard enough, to develop our skills to create some brilliant thoughts and ideas in life. But, but, in making that comment, I also recognize that they come from absorbing the pre-made, already existing studies and works and ideas of others that have come before us. You know the phrase, those who ignore history are doomed to repeat it. Um, and that's true. Uh, we need to realize with every morning we wake up and every day that we are alive that hundred years ago, none of us were here. And there were a whole bunch of people that had already experienced a lot of things. And instead of thinking we know all the answers and because we have televisions now and we have cars and things they didn't have back then and they were stupid then. No, we have all this stuff now because of the thought process and work efforts of all the people uh, 
of 100 years ago and then 100 years before them and 100 years before them and on and on and on. A lot of the science and knowledge and thoughts and music and things we've created have come before us in ways because of the efforts and thoughts and the, of those who came before us. And what we are really doing is kind of like building on a foundation laid by the, by the dead that are gone. And the same is true from people alive today. There are people alive that are thinking thoughts that we can learn from and absorb and build on. And so, yes, although each of us has within our own, between our own two ears, the, the ability to devise and create original and brilliant thoughts, um, we really can only do that if first we take the time to learn about uh, the proper foundation for our thoughts. And too many people today seem to think that it all just comes in one ear and out the other <laughs> and then out their mouth or out of their asshole. And they just sort of <clears throat> fart out or shit out what they want to believe and say after hearing it from the guy next to them. And literally their sources are like, the guy next to me said... I mean, they don't really even care about the, the source. But to the extent they do, like I said, it's from these limited people in limited positions of power <clears throat> who have so many, let's say, followers on Twitter. So therefore, if they tweet it, it must be a fact. And what this is all about is validation. You know, people are validating things they want to believe. And, and they're becoming more, of course, it's tribalism. It's, I have chosen a side. My side believes these things. Therefore, everything must affirm these things that I already believe because that's my team. That's my choice. That's my side. So I'm going to believe anyone who says that something exists. But what they do is they create false data. They assert false and non-existent data. They, they, they claim science and they claim reading materials and they claim doctors they claim you know sources that would be credible but they've never read those sources they don't know those sources maybe all the data this guy was talking about that that shows it's so helpful that hydroxychloroquine maybe the data is quack doctor chiropractor eric berg maybe that's the data he's talking about maybe you know maybe it's a quack chiropractor that's the source of his statement that there's tons of data of how successful it all is, you know? So it's just about fabricated. And one guy says it and then it's true. It's like, well, I heard that there's all kinds of reports and all kinds of stuff. And all there's a lot of it. Well, can we see the reports? There's a lot. How many? Just a lot. More than seven. Tons. Lots of it. Six, lots, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just, they don't even specify anything. They just make these general statements and they make them strongly. You fool, you buffoonery. There's lots and lots of data of doctors and things and lots and lots and lots, you fool, foolish buffoonery fool. Listen, just look, here's a video from Chiropractic Quack in Wisconsin, look. Anyway... <laughs> I just think, it, you know, he's talking to a Washington Post reporter with an article that if he bothered to 
read it, he would see it's not her who's saying that. He's calling this female reporter names as if she's like him, someone who just gets on the Internet and blurts out statements. Instead, this is an article that is vetted and researched and written with lots of other people within it showing data and saying that the thing's kill, killing people, the drug's killing people. But he can't figure that out. It's just about blurting what we want to believe that validates what our tribe believes. And um, I think it's just a, it's a, it's, it's rampant and it's controlling how we're responding to this virus with respect to the wearing of masks, with respect to the timing of reopening, it's, it's, you know, and, and with respect to what drugs we're suggesting people use, it's all about uh, what, what our chief of our tribe has lied or said or made up. And, um, and it's about what I want to believe because I want to reopen because I'm tired of this or, or I don't want to have to wear a mask. Or if, hey, if it takes the, the FBI as being in on it to frame Flynn, then I'll believe that because, you know, the whole FBI, you know, uh, even though they don't even work for, uh, you know, the, anybody, they're, they're their own organization. They're a bunch of individuals. I mean, the idea that they are somehow like sort of a private police department working for Obama, even though he's out of office, I mean, or that they've ever, uh, you know, sided with any one political party, it's buffoonery. Um, people don't even understand how government agencies work. I mean, I've had paranoid people comment on me over the years. They think the government does this, the government does that. It's like, don't you understand that the government is just a bunch of people with jobs like anywhere else? Would you say Giant Eagle does this, Giant Eagle does that? No, when it comes to like a grocery store, they say, my aunt works there and she hates the, the hours and the way they treat their employees. But if it's a federal employee, it's like, you government people, the government is doing this. Suddenly, when you're working for the government, it's some sort of conspiracy agency coming down with all with some one thought process. Whereas uh, somebody's aunt or cousin at, at the grocery store is an employee and, and they don't agree with some of the practices of their employer or in a factory or, you know, it's like, I guess they don't understand that everything's an employment process. And the same is true for the administration. I mean, it's funny is like, they like to talk about, you know, Trump and, 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 and like, like mine Fuhrer and his policies, like it's some uh, consistent uh, edict. But then you look and nobody's had more turnover in their, presidential administration in the history of a president and most of them he's fired so i mean if everybody's really on the same page and they're they're all pulling together under the same 10 commandments or whatever then why do they keep leaving and why does he keep firing them and why is there so much dissent um seems to me uh the idea that anyone who disagrees with the the line that he's towing is a bad guy. It just, that gets old after a while, doesn't it? I mean, shouldn't there be some Trump fatigue setting in here? But no, instead they'll, they'll attack Dr. Fauci. They'll attack people that have been around for 40 years doing this, this very subject matter of disease. And 
and claim that he's somehow trying to undermine the president or as even the president said, he's trying to play both sides, play what was he even talking about? Both sides is called no side. That's what playing both sides is. It's called, it's not about sides. The side is life. The side he's trying to play and support is life. You know, and uh, as more incidental evidence and studies are showing that there is a side effect some children are getting, it is rare, but there's an inflammatory disorder, skin rashes and other problems that, that coronavirus is causing in some children. And it's happened in many states, and it's, but it's still very, very rare. But the point is, you know, who knows where we'll be in the fall with respect to the virus and its effect on children. And to assume that we know that they're all fine and they don't have any problems when some have died from it, some healthy children, and when there is uh, this rare uh, form of a disease that's spurring from exposure to the virus in children, then maybe we shouldn't just demand that all schools open in the fall now. Maybe we don't know now whether or not that would be wise or safe. Uh, Additionally, since we do know that children, like a lot of people, can carry the virus and give it to others and transmit it without symptoms, um, maybe it wouldn't be wise to send a bunch of kids to congregate together, somehow pick up the virus, and then bring it home to their families. Maybe not. Well, you know, well, let's wait and see how this unfolds. But instead, what we've seen with this virus and what we've seen with the the Trump supporters over the course of their four years here now is that there is it's more important to them to take a position and defend it, even with blurting out lies about facts that support that position without being able to produce them because they don't exist than it is to actually take the time and be right and to allow for facts and reality to play out and see what happens. It's more important to already know everything and know how it's all going to go and choose what you want it to be and then defend it to the death and assert that this thing you want to be true is the truth, that's more important than, than being right or being truthful in, in fact um, or, or, or supporting something that's actually reality. <laughs> it's much more important to decide on reality and then try to make it so, even if it turns out not to be reality. And I, and I find that amazing, and I find it very disturbing. And like I said, it's a phenomenon now. It's a, this is happening. It's rampant that, that people are, and I think it's an internet thing. It's, it's very much like I saw somewhere, someone said once, this thing. And when I saw it, I was like, ooh, okay, I like that. That, that affirms something I want to believe in. So then I'll go around on the internet and assert that thing that I saw someone else say. And I'm not going to take the time to find out if there's any basis in fact in that, that thing that was said because I don't care. It just so perfectly affirms what I believe. I'm going to assert it as fact. And I don't really want to know whether or not it is fact, because it may not be fact. 
And if it's not fact, then I lose this thrill I have of believing in something that supports what I already wanted to be true. And this is how people operate now. Instead of keeping an open mind and letting the actual facts play out and wanting to know the truth and wanting to actually understand the nuances that are so often a part of life, such as the nuances of how the FBI actually operates versus the theory that they all work together as one arm of some conspiracy principle. Um, you know, I don't, it's too much for people. They don't, want to, they don't want to take the time and effort to understand these nuances and to see things are shades of gray. And they don't want to let f- facts, they don't want to take the time to let facts play out and, um, and maybe make a turn this way and that way and zigs and zag and in ways that they didn't see coming. They don't want that to happen. They don't want that to happen. So here we are. In 2020, and so many people think that everything we know is right between their ears, and that's all they need to know, and they can just say it, and it's reality, and um, and they pick teams who do that, and that's politics, and that's science. I mean, it's okay if that's asshole. If you want to just be an asshole and be that way, that's fine. Everyone can be an asshole if they if they so choose. You can be an asshole. I like saying it like that because in the movie Knives Out, Anna Diarmas or whatever her name is, she has that little accent from Ukraine or wherever she's from. And she says, you know, to the, the killer, who I won't tell you who it is, I won't ruin the movie. But she says, you did that because you're an asshole. <laughs> I'm saying it too much like it sounds Asian. She doesn't say it like Asian. Asshole! Oh, no, you're Mr. Asshole. No, she says it like, you said that because you're an asshole. <laughs> you're an asshole. She says it sort of like Hispanic. You're an asshole, senor. But anyway, I like saying the word that way. But we have tons of assholes out there. Assholes. We have tons of them. We don't need more of those. What, what, you know? And it's okay, though. It's okay if you want to be an asshole and just make an asshole statement. But why do you have to say there's data and science and there's doctors and it's when you try to turn asshole into fact that I have a problem, okay? You can have any opinion you want between your ears and point up at your head. That's fine. It's when you assert it as reality and fact as opposed to your opinion that I have a problem. Do you see the difference? Probably not because it's nuance. And if you're somebody who doesn't bother to take the time with nuance, you probably won't take the time to even understand this distinction I'm making right now. But it's an important distinction that I think is the key to everything. And if we all could think this way, maybe we could put a stop to these people. And that is, opinions are fine. Everyone has one just like an asshole. Okay. But it's true. And yes, you can point up at your head and say right between these ears, this is why I think it. Fine, good. At least by doing that, you're qualifying that this is just your stupid thought. <laughs> take, in other words, take ownership of your stupid thoughts. Like this guy that tweeted in response to the Washington Post article. 
If he had said, you stupid fool, I believe that there's tons of evidence to support this. I have heard from people who I don't know say this, and it's what I want to believe. And so I'm asserting what I'd like, which would be this to be true, that the drug works. I believe the drug works. Therefore, I think it works because I believe that. If he would just say that, that would be an honest opinion. Of course, nobody would give a shit about him, and they'd say, what the fuck? Read the article. There are doctors and scientists and data in there. But thanks for your thoughts, asshole. And that would be that. But no, he's taken up the 2020 mantle, the current day uh, way of doing things, which is to say there's tons of data and doctors and things that show it's successful. It's called assert a lie in part of your opinion have no data or or actual citation to any real evidence to back up what you're saying. Just, I saw it somewhere. It's scattered out there. Dr. Quack, Eric, chiropractor, Berg said it. Stuff like that. I mean, so that's where we, that's where we're going too far. We're going a bridge too far. You know, you can have an opinion. That's fine. It's when you pretend that your opinion is fact without any basis to say that. Why do you have to make that leap? Why do you have to be factually right? Why are you asserting your opinion is somehow medical fact? Why are you asserting that your opinion is somehow even legal analysis? If you're not a lawyer, don't study the law or can't cite a law. I'll get into debates with people online and they're, they don't even care if I'm a lawyer or not, they know as much about the law as me and they'll debate something and they're dead wrong, but they just will assert their opinion as if it is the law. And I'm just arguing back what I know to be the law in a particular area. Um, So there's a difference. There's a difference. And that's my point is There's a difference between actual data and you saying there's data. There's a difference between a doctor's opinion and your opinion as backed by doctors in quotes when you don't even know who those doctors are or maybe one of those doctors in quotes is a chiropractor. (laughs) There's a difference between an MD and a DC. There's a difference. And we've reached this point in our society where the head of the country is speaking as fact about things without any basis. And he's using his opinions and his desires, like he has a desire now to shift the blame away from himself and this virus. First, he tried it with shifting it to the World Health Organization. Then he does China. And now he's going back to his old friend Obama. Since Hillary's not here to kick around, He's trying to tag Obama with a bunch of blame and try to stir up the Obama racist hatred that's in his followers and hoping that will carry him across the finish line to victory in November. And um, it's just, just because he wants to have a foil in Obama, he would like it if Obama committed crimes. He's going to say it. I mean, have you, has a sitting president ever been charged with defamation and libel before because he's done this both in writing when he types it on Twitter and saying so it's both slander 
and defamation and libel. I, I forget. Wait, libel is in writing. Slander is spoken. Defamation is both. Okay. So he's committed both acts of defamation, both slanderous and libelous um, in these accusations. He really has. Because when you allege that someone has committed a crime with no basis, and in fact they did not commit the crime, and it damages their reputation financially, you can be sued for that. Now, I don't know that any of this is going to hurt Obama financially. But the point is, you know, most people are very careful about making reckless allegations that someone else has committed a crime when those allegations are false because you can be sued for something like that. Um, not, not this guy. He seems to want to continue more and more of this. So this is our culture, and I think we need to work on changing it. And so I'm asking you to please don't be complicit in this. If you're out talking with friends or you run into somebody at the store in your mask, hopefully, or you um, are online and uh, you have an opinion you want to assert, please assert it as opinion. And if you are asserting it as fact, include a citation to your source material where you're getting the allegation that something that is above your opinion is exists. Show it, share it, so people can decide whether or not that source that you've cited is sufficient to make the statement you made or not. Maybe it's not. Maybe when they look at the source and the material in the source, it's not very valid. And so they don't really believe what came out of that source. Give, give everybody an opportunity to, to make their own determination instead of asserting it and passing it. It's kind of like the game of telephone. You whisper in the ear and you pass it down the line, and by the time you get to the end, it becomes something completely different. It's kind of what we're doing here with facts and with truth. We're just asserting it and passing it on because it supports something we like, but it's all becoming distorted. I think we need to be more careful about the detail uh, of these supposed facts we're asserting, and the one way to be sure of that is to cite, to cite our sources, to give you know, credit to the people who actually put that thought between our ears and don't just point up at our heads um, and make sure that that um, we understand the difference between something that is truth and something that we just wish was truth because it helps us selfishly. I just think it's good to be all of us. I think all of us are vulnerable to this problem, by the way. I want to be clear. I know I've been <clears throat> very critical in my language on this subject and maybe somewhat condescending towards the people doing this. And I don't want to come off indicating I haven't been guilty of doing it myself on occasion. I mean, I think all of us uh, get so impassioned nowadays and there's so much uh, spouting off things back and forth towards one another online in particular that it's, it's, it's tempting to uh, assert something without quite knowing for sure that it's fact. In other words, something uh, that we've heard a couple times from sources we think were valid, but we don't quite remember who they were, and we're not quite sure that it is true, but we say it anyway, as if it's true. And I don't know, I, when I've done that, I've, I always then turn around and hurry up and research it after the fact 
to make sure I was right. And I most of the time end up being right. But I've done it too much. I mean, it's, it's a bad habit. I want to stop it. I don't want to ever um, assert something without first checking it. But the problem is, okay, of course, on the, on the internet too, it's so time sensitive and everybody's quickly barking back and forth and you feel this pressure to hurry up and retort to something that's been said to you without taking the time to necessarily validate that what you're about to retort with is actually true. <laughs> because you remember it's true, you think it's true, you have a feeling it's true, and, but you don't know exactly why. But you don't stop and verify before you assert it is true, you know. Um, so I want to stop that. I want to stop that behavior. I don't want to be complicit in this kind of obnoxious culture of uh, me versus you, us versus them, this tribalistic, hateful uh, warfare of alleged facts that really are just opinions, and I think it would be good for all of us to do that, to realize that opinions are fine. But you know why we pretend they're facts? Because opinions, nobody really cares about you or your opinion. If you were somebody who was truly important or valued by our culture, you could speak in your opinions and people would listen, you know? But instead, you're just some Joe Schmo online. And so you feel that your opinion is not really valuable. And you're right. <laughs> and so you assert it as fact and pretend it's law or science or medicine so that you are listened to and people give a shit about you at all. And that's, that's what this is about. It's not just tribalism and... It's not just affirmation of what you already want to believe. It's also about ego. It's about you wanting to be heard and believed in and you wanting to matter. And I just think it's all very sad. At the end of the day, we should accept ourselves for who we are. And if we're going to matter, if our opinions are going to matter, then we must be doing something valuable with our lives or our work or, or our being so that people will then turn to us and say, what's your opinion? You're a respectable person who does X, Y, or Z. You seem to have value in the society. So what's your opinion? So before your opinion can matter, you have to have achieved some sort of status in society where people give a fuck about your opinion. And if you haven't done that, then you have to realize that you're entitled to your opinion. But probably people won't care. And accept that. Accept that reality. And don't feel the need to assert your opinions as more than what they are to try to get attention or try to be listened to. Don't overstep your boundaries. Don't overreach. Don't lie. Don't fabricate. Don't assert as fact something that's just your opinion. It's reckless and ugly, and it shows a disregard for the truth and a disregard for reality. And none of us, none of us, even the most paranoid among us, even the most, you know, hateful among us, we should still prefer, if you, if you asked us, to our face, even these hateful bigots that are part of the Trump 
support group. Even if you ask them, you know, look, would you rather that the things you said be true or false? Would you rather that what you assert is reality or fantasy? They would say reality, truth. They would. So even the most paranoid, lying, uh, fantasy-talking, bullshit artists out there, including our president, would like to be speaking truth and would like to be sharing fact and would like to be dealing in reality. So since that's the truth, since, since we all really do want the words we speak to be true, since we all really do prefer that we're living in reality, then why don't we slow things down and make sure that before we engage in this kind of lying and falsification of opinion as fact, why don't we be a little more careful that we are actually living in that world of truth and fact and reality that we do want to be practicing in? So why don't we, it's not that hard to stay grounded in truth, reality, and fact if we really do value that. And we do. And I think, so, so just slow it down. Realize you're letting your passions take, take over. Realize you're letting your desire to be on a particular team and or to have a particular opinion of that team is, 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 is a factor, is a big factor causing you to overstep your bounds and realize the fact that your ego and desire to be heard and a desire to be believed in and a desire to be trusted is a bit of the factor that's making you overstep those bounds as well. Be more conscientious about this and stop it. Okay, let's just stop this stuff. Stop, stop, stop it. Behave better, be a better person. It's not that hard to do the right thing in life. It really isn't. I, I, I really think it's sad the way we're all discarding doing the right thing. It's really not that hard to be a little more careful, a little more thoughtful, a little more truthful, a little more real. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stay within your lane and recognize that your opinions are just that, your opinions. I love you. Yabba da boopa. <laughs>